Hey everybody, happy New Year's Eve. As we are wrapping up a year and we're wrapping up a decade, we're also wrapping up the first season of this podcast. Uh, in most cases, that would mean that you'd have to wait a little while, um, a few months or maybe even a year, till the next season comes out. But that is not the case here. Um, we've decided to package this podcast in the future in three seasons a year format. So we're actually going to kick off the next season just next week. <laughs> so no delay between season one and season two. Um, but the ideal uh, situation is going to be to give our students some off seasons throughout the year as we record this. We want to record maybe one a week um, and we're going to do 10 episodes a season. So you're going to see us do uh, 10 episodes between January, February, and I think 1st of March. And we'll take a little bit of a break and we'll come back in the summer. Uh, with everything going on in 2020, not to mention a major presidential election, we've got plenty of content ahead of us. And that may be a little hint as to what kind of content we're going to cover. Uh, people say you're not supposed to get political, but we're going to ignore that completely and talk about how politics and political situations and beliefs and all of that uh, intersect with our religious beliefs, our theological beliefs. Um, so I think that's going to be incredible. We've already had some people say that they want to be involved in season two as it comes out in January. So you're going to hear some new voices and you're also going to hear some voices come back um, to reprise episodes that we have started in 2019. So I'm incredibly excited and I hope you'll hang out with us. Uh, but for now, here's part two of Can Women Be Pastors with myself, Gina and Emma. Everyone's got to come to their their understanding of what where they land on this. Um, it's not my job to make sure that you believe the right thing, although it might seem like that's the job of a youth minister. Um, Mike, I'm I'm after presenting all that. In a, <laughs> I think this podcast is a demonstration that like presenting the difficult things about life to you and just sharing. My perspective based on scripture, um, based on my experience, based on what I've learned, um, and then and then everyone kind of has to kind of fall where they fall, I guess. Um, I think that sometimes as well, uh, those interpretations of the Bible, of what we said like First Timothy and stuff, um, can be harmful in the way of like how society represents them. And things like, um, and these aren't always bad, you know, I'm not saying this is like a hard truth, but like certain gender roles or things like that, kind of society's, uh, you know, representation of what God's saying, do you, would you necessarily think that that's exactly how it's meant to be? Like, in that, um, could it be more, you said like the man is a leader and the relation, uh, marriage, is it more spiritually than actually, you know, type of thing because I feel like we see it as no matter what like you know uh back in um kind of the baby boomer era it's more you know like the men had jobs and women stayed home with children and that's kind of just presented um from the interpretation of what God was saying in those verses but could it mean more just spiritually I've heard I've heard different interpretations on that I I've heard in in our era that if the man isn't the um, primary breadwinner that he is um, 
abdicating his leadership. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. Um, I don't know that I agree with that because I don't know that we see that necessarily mm-hmm. in I mean, Scripture. I think it's also unique, too, the way yeah. God has it for every relationship. Yeah. So. So, so here's, if I can just be real honest and transparent with you, um, the way Christy and I, my wife, um, understand all of this is that we come to um, tough decisions together. Um, there are times... So, for instance, a year and a half ago, um, summer of 2018, uh, our family was in probably the toughest position um, that we had ever been in. We had just closed our church plant down, and we were pretty heartbroken about that. Um, And as far as, like, how do we make money for our family and all of that, um, for the first first nine or ten years of... Are, are like raising kids. So we had our first kid in 2010 and um, we had another in 2012 and another in 2014. We have these three boys and they are, this is all going somewhere by the way. Um, the way, the way that um, husbands and wives have to make decisions, um, you have to come together and kind of, you have these understanding. We, we use language of value. Like what is it that you value? So something as small as like, if you're going to, if we're going to go on a date, do you want to go like dinner and a movie? Cause there's a good movie out. Or do you just want to go dinner and dessert so we can like talk more? What's your value? Would you rather like really go see that movie or just like enjoy talking in a quiet restaurant or whatever? So what do we value? Um, with raising kids, we said, Christy would stay home. We both agreed that she should stay home. Not that's not um, you stay home and raise our kid. Like that's not you know the male masochistic you know whatever masochistic's not the right word for that. Um, uh, masculine. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I wasn't telling her. She, it was her desire, and 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 as she expressed a desire, my heart moved more towards like yeah, I think I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That meant in two thousand ten that when we had kept in. We went from two incomes to one, and we had basically uh, not been prepared financially for that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but that meant that I would try to make it up, and and that we would try to come together and figure out. It's like we're not going to be able to go do. We're not going to be able to buy these things. The vacations are out the window. All that kind of stuff. Um, practically, in those hard decisions, what my wife would tell you. And if we do part two, then maybe she should be a part of this. So she, maybe she could share her side and, and not be a, a silent, you know, part of this podcast. Um, she said, um, she would say it's it's ultimately your call, but but this is kind of where I stand. And and me looking at Ephesians five saying I want to love my wife as Christ loved the church sacrificially. I that is something you would enjoy doing. I believe it's well within our right. Also. Child, the childcare cost it doesn't make sense for her to work because then she would just be paying for childcare. Like, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, what's the point? She she wants to raise our kids. She wants to be there. We'll take the financial hit. But we came to that decision together. Fast forward to the summer of twenty eighteen. Like I was just saying a minute ago, um, we had to make. I was not. We had just closed the church plant down. I was not necessarily ready to just like jump into a job in a church. Mm-hmm. And so she was just kind of quietly waiting while I was experiencing life as it was coming at me and trying to listen to God for what he wanted next for us. And um, she had her thoughts and all this kind of stuff. But what she would tell you, and I'll let her share part two, um, is that she will actively not 
tell me what she wants because she doesn't want it to pressure me into a big life decision where she's said, this is your decision. You're the head of our home. And if we move to this place, if we now, would I, would I make a decision to go take a job in Houston, Texas without talking? No, absolutely not. Like we traveled here together. We talked about it together. We prayed together and all this kind of, in, in those ways, it feels very 50, 50. But what she's essentially said is, this is what I feel. This is what I think. We come to these decisions very together. And if, um, if we ever disagreed, it's on me. I think God looks at me as the leader and says, it is your responsibility to take care of your wife, to take care of your kids, to make sure that they have what they need. And when they don't have what they need, the responsibility is on you to, like, I think, I think when, when Adam looks at God, so God, they eat the fruit, they hide. God says, where are you? And where are you, Adam? Not Eve. Where are you, Adam? And, um, and Adam basically says, this woman that you gave me, like tempted me with this fruit, like total idiot move, like puts it on her. And I think God looks at Adam and says, I'm calling, I'm calling you to lead well. Like, you should have guarded your family well. You should have put your family in a place where the temptation wasn't there. Um, so I think that God, I think Christy and I have these conversations, and we're of the same mind because we're, we have a great marriage, we have a great relationship, and we, we have our understanding. And I think we listen to each other well. I think we discuss well. And so we make these decisions together. What she would tell you is that, like, it's, it's on you to make the decision, though. Like, you know, and sometimes she quietly waits for the Lord to speak to me on these things. There have been times where she felt the Lord revealed to her. Same thing with like Mary and Joseph, I think. Like Mary um, has this understanding that she's been given a baby who's the son of God. But then you have Joseph over here who's, you know, whatever. And he's quietly resolves to divorce her. He makes a bad decision. The angel visits him. So in a lot of ways, that's how it works. Christy's discernment level is an 11. Mine is not. That's where she has a higher, a higher like discernment gift than I do. Mm-hmm. So what do I do as a leader? I listen into that. Hey, what do you think? Do you think this is a good opportunity? I don't like, well, it's my call. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think when Ephesians 5 says you lead, you love your wife as Christ loved the church, like I think he looks at me and says, you better lead, you better be a leader worth following. You know, he, um, I think he holds me to that. Do you think I, what I was thinking about, lovely example, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, your um, relationship, many people take it very, uh, very on the wrong way. I think it can produce um, sometimes men feel they have more pressure than women, and I feel like that's unhealthy. And I just, I don't know, I guess I wanted to point that out that that's also a factor of this where it's like, you know, um, you're told to be a leader uh, from the Bible that can, you know, that has its weight in some sense. And I think people can, men can take that and um, totally misinterpret what God is trying to say in that passage. And I feel like that totally disregards everything that God wants with that, um, yeah. the, that type of relationship. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I would even say, if a man has to say to his wife, you're supposed to submit to me, like, <laughs> Red flag, red flag, red like your relationship is obviously in a bad place, you know, but at some point, like, 
that's why I, I like the word submit is tough. Like God puts the, I think God puts the, the leadership on the male in the home. And I also think that's like, that's a verse. And it's obviously getting a lot of attention, like out of all the 66 books, you know, I think, I th- and by the way, I think, I think that there's e- examples of men in leadership. I, I believe that, um, like in the pastoral epistles, first Timothy, second Timothy and Titus, um, it's going to talk about qualifications for an elders and, and, a, and a deacon and all that. And it's going to say, like, husband of one wife and all that. Like, there's all those things. That, th- those are the reasons that I come to these conclusions. But those are, like, the rules and relational, like, the heart of it. Jesus is constantly talking about the heart of things. And so I think, and I, and I know that's difficult because if, if, a woman, if a woman aspires to leadership um, in a church, she couldn't do so in in a Southern Baptist church, for example, or in some other denominations. I'm, I'm only speaking for ours because I'm in ours. I've been in ours. Like it is what it is. There's different denominations. I don't know which ones believe which, um, but I can speak to ours. Um, if she wanted to do that, that's difficult. But I would say the heart, the heart of like, for example, our marriage, um, again, and the marriage and the church, there's, there's different examples there. But since, since I believe God has put me in, in leadership in, in our home as well, um, if I'm pursuing leadership in any other form than just full-on sacrifice, then I think I'm not looking at it correctly through a scriptural lens. And I think that is almost more exemplified in scripture than anything, um, this idea of self-sacrifice. Um, so um, any other thoughts on, I know we can, we can part two is part probably, two is probably, is probably coming. On my responses. I mean, I'll just say one more thing, Mm -hmm. because I haven't been able to get this out of my head. Um, You said, in in a very, in a word that I don't normally use, it was inerrant. Inerrant, yes. Um, When you said that, I was like, okay, yeah, no, I don't think that the Bible has any errors. I do believe that that's Mm -hmm. perfect. But then I just kept thinking, I was like, wait, I'm now putting excuses, and I'm making excuses. So that means I do think that there are errors. And the one that's... The one that I think is an error, I'm trying to think that men, you said most men made the Bible. They were, all of God's words were through them, but it had to be somewhat influenced by Mm -hmm. only men. And that's why maybe women are getting a bunch of bad interpretations, because it was men who were writing it. But again, I know that it was completely God going through them. Like Esther was a Maybe Maybe having... I wish there were more women. He also put the word through, mm-hmm. um, so I could get also God's perspective through a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and maybe that's why we wrestle more with the Bible because I definitely don't know many men who look at that verse and are like, Yeah, whenever. Yeah, why can't women be? Whenever preachers? I brought it up to you know other guys, it's always right. They they're not. That's not a red flag to them, yeah. but it is a red flag to us. Um, so here's what I would the conversations you guys are having with other. Teenage guys? Is that what I'm... Sure. Okay. Um, there's and, teenage I mean, guys. Sure. Not, That's fine. I, I, mean, I promise you there are men having this conversation. Right. Okay. I do and, believe that. And I am... I, I think that I am in the growing minority of people that believe this. So let me be real clear. I think, I think in 10 years, you're going to see the majority of churches at least affirm women leader. Not like we have to have a woman in, leader, a woman in leadership. Like, they're out there. They're here... Um, it is, it is fully normal in America in 2019 for women. I'm not saying, 
I believe the Bible gives that freedom. I'm saying in America, the way people have interpreted Scripture or just interpreted what they believe to be true. So let me just say that it is not. Uh, there, there are plenty men um, pushing that down the path. Um, so I think maybe it would be interesting. Uh, how much do I want to reach here? Maybe it would be interesting to do some research locally and see which churches have women in leadership. I think that would be super interesting. I know they're here. And I like for sure know they're on. here. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know them, so I don't want this to seem like if they know our podcast, like I would want them to hear our heart of our podcast. Like, Hey, we're not trying to debate you and publish it. We're not trying to make you feel stupid and publish it. Like we're, we're trying to learn, we're trying to learn and and learn from each other's perspectives and stuff like that. Um, there are people that, I mean, there are people my age that grew up with women, you know, in Mm -hmm. leadership in churches. So it's there. Um, and, and let me just be real clear. The question that you guys are asking is, how do I say this? You guys are asking something. Um, it's about who can be in leadership over a church. Who can be the pastor of a church? Am I am I off on that? Somewhat. There's 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 the there's the in the home in the marriage conversation, and think, then there's the. I think it's just the generally the general relationship between how men is higher than women in a spiritual aspect. even if that's not what God says... Or it's like, how we feel. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what totally I mean by what that. God says is, like, you explained a great example with your marriage of how it is equally complementary, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, but, and, you know, current day, you know, like, outward-looking, it's not viewed that way. Totally and I would that, say yeah. that's why there's so much of these... The divorce rate has gone up so much it's because mm-hmm. that is lost of yeah. that equal relationship. Yeah, and, and we don't side. want to, we don't want to you know be a part of that percentage. <laughs> sure. Well, again, again so we want to sure. understand. Again, Gina. we I think I think we want to live our lives the best like the best way possible, mm-hmm. and we want to know what's true as much as possible, and we want to please God as much as possible. Those of us that would call ourselves Christ followers, we want to live to be more and more like Christ. Um, and so in this pursuit, that's why I'm glad this, this podcast, I'm glad that you guys come with as much patience as you do, you know, for this conversation, because I know that, um, the picture of, you know, like I get to sit here and explain my thoughts that totally like quote unquote benefit me, you know, but I would say that, um, the only place that this puts men over women is just in leadership in the church. But I don't want you guys to think that there's not beautiful pictures of women using using their gifts and leading in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like leading in a church is one aspect of life, but like leading out in in your neighborhood, in your you know like and I think like I think of single moms. Like I think of like they don't have the you know where's the where's the language in in the scripture for like there's not a man in the home and that is a growing like number of families in America like we are in a in a fatherless generation husbandless generation and and, and in a lot of ways if i can just say it this way i'm looking at women in the church as a lot of times more active than their husbands as um, their leader, spiritual leadership in the home is is larger than that of their husbands because the husbands don't 
care mm-hmm. and the husbands are lazy and the husbands um, abdicate leadership and, and, and are just like, you know what? No, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And so I would say that the picture in society is so jacked up because we, we have – I believe we have more women, just just my experience, this isn't from the Bible, this isn't, I don't have stats, in my experience, the women are more involved in church, volunteer more in church, um, are more devoted to Jesus, are more open in their relationship, so that's that's the tough thing, and I think there's a bunch of men that, that need to step up, mm-hmm. not because they need to be in charge. Because they need to step up. Like, I'm calling everyone to be like, no, come up to the level of what you you know to be true, you know? Um, and I just see so many men absent mm-hmm. in the home and in the church, in the community, and all that. And then the, and then the, the flip side of that is sometimes they're too, um, what's the word? Um, totalitarian. Like, mm-hmm. they're, a, they're, they're, they're Hitler in their home. They're Hitler in the church. And we don't need that either. Uh, we need men who are, you know, devoted um, to Jesus and and soft-hearted uh, to let the Holy Spirit lead. Um, but but when we see pictures of like you, you've got, um, gosh, let me just I don't want to use um, bad illustration. You've got examples of women in Scripture all over the place that are um, that are just as just as helpful. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking, um, and by the way, as I'm, th- I'm trying to give examples of faithful people in scripture. And the problem is like a lot of people in scripture have made really massive mistakes. And so I don't want, when I give examples to be like, well, look at this person. Well, you know, they da- also David it. also, you know, killed, mm-hmm. you know, cheated on blah, 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 you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, but you've got. But I think that's that, that's what makes it human. Yeah. For sure, for sure. But we've got we've got men and women all over Scripture who are who are devoted and helping and mm-hmm. serving and leading, and 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 there's men that are not in charge of churches in Scripture that are difference makers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so it's not to say that there's one gift that we're saying. There's one. There's one office. There's one, like men. I believe are supposed to hold the office of pastor and literally everything else. Yeah, I kind of is... I kind of like how you um see it. Uh like, you know, it's not that women can't be leaders, but that it's more God has appointed it more and as men to be kind of in that area. Mm-hmm. And of course, also I mean, I still feel like I'll always think about that differently every time I think about sure. that. But I cuz I personally have felt as a very strong leader whenever I'm with people. Um so that's coming like I feel like that's just something I was just wrestling with is why is it saying that I shouldn't be a leader when I feel like God has called me to be a leader in sure. many aspects. So yeah, I feel like that's a good way because it's not that's not true. Oh, yeah. like we need you guys to step into the gift that God has given you. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the very fact that like Gina, I know that you lead worship in our student ministry, and like if you come, I mean, if you come on church on Sunday, like it's. It's, there's there's women on stage leading us in songs and mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, and in a lot of way we have that equal kind of representation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of diversity in our church, just in every area, which I love, um, and I think that's a picture of 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 heaven, of the kingdom of God. Um, but we have 
you know, women that come in and serve in our, in our student ministry that, that teach students as well as men, you know, it's just like this, you know, same thing with our kids, same thing with our, now you're going to see not a lot of men serving in the preschool just because there's kind of that, you know, there's that, you know, do men serve in the pre? Sure. Sure. But there's going to be a lot of women there because maybe more women are directed in there and, you know, whatever. And I don't want to say that we have to have as many, you know, there's not like a, a ratio, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway. Um, would you say that the way that God's appointed it is because of sin? Like, um, if you look at it as in, like, Adam and Eve, or, like, you just mentioned heaven, would, would you see it as in heaven everyone's equal in a sense um, compared to how it is on earth? That's a really good question. Um, what I would because I don't know what heaven, you know, like, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of ways, that he, so, like, no more sin, no more death, no more temptation, um, no more tears, right? Yeah. Um, we're in the presence of Jesus. There's no, I, I don't really, so this, I, I have lots of questions about heaven. Um, I don't know if we work necessarily. Like there's questions about like, are you married? Like yeah, there's not a, that. there's not a ton of examples in scripture that say you're married to the person that you were married to mm-hmm. in heaven. Like that's, that, yeah, no, that yeah. sucks. You know, like is my dog going to be in heaven? Like, oh, I don't know. You know, like there's all those questions. Um, I would love, I would love if heaven included coffee and like <laughs> football and like, yeah, Chick-fil-A. The things, the things that I enjoy on heaven, I don't know why they, on earth, mm-hmm. I don't know why they couldn't be in heaven. They'd be better. Like, how can you make Chick-fil-A better? Chick-fil-A in heaven, you know, like already, with, you know, yeah. with Jesus. Um, Is it closed on Sundays? No. So, I'm sitting, <laughs> so I'm sitting here looking. Um, I turn to Genesis 1 through 3 um, and the curse. Okay, so we're going to see um, the Lord says to the serpent, the Lord to the woman, he said, um, okay, so this is the curse because of the fall for women. I'll multiply your pain in childbearing. Um, in pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Mm. So maybe there's that, you know. Mm. Um, the Adam, he said, uh, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall, this is Genesis 3, by the way. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. Dang. For out of it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Yeah, that's stupid. That's angry. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good point, though. Um, just, is it part of a curse? I don't know. Is it a curse? I don't, so, so let me just, let me say this. Um, because now we're talking about like the nature mm-hmm. of pre-fall and post-fall. Yeah, I think pre-fall. Um, I don't. We don't know. Mm-hmm. There's differences of opinions. Or like for instance, we we don't know if like our baby's born perfect. You know. Yeah. So if babies are born perfect and they sin, it's like oh well, there's it's over. You know, like now you need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or if someone never sins, like, like is that even possible? Um, I, if you were to ask me, I would say that sin, like, gene in our DNA, I mean, it's not in the code necessarily, yeah. but it's just, like, in our hearts, mm-hmm. um, we're going to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just in us. And so I think that, that it was passed down, Adam and Eve, like, it was just passed down. Right. That's what I think. Before the fall, 
Um, I don't know what life looks like. I think it's just enjoying the presence of God in the garden. Mm-hmm. And it's not till it's not farming and it's not painful childbearing. Um, and it's possible that it's because there's no, um, because there's no sin, maybe there's not need for leadership. True. Or for, for someone to make a final that, call. That, because what's yeah. happening in a perfect, you know, environment in Eden that mm-hmm. needs a decision made. Like, imagine perfection would also mean perfect submission. And maybe that's it. And maybe that's it. Maybe the fall and sin break us so much mm-hmm. that it's like, well, I didn't desire for you to have a need for like yeah. a shot collar in the home. Mm-hmm. But y'all are jacked up. And so I've given men the responsibility. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't answer the question why. Like I have answer. I have <laughs> questions, right? I have questions for God. Yep. Uh that it won't be answered until I'm mm-hmm. And I, I, like that was and I definitely feel like I'm valued by God in every single oh, yeah. way because I don't doubt the that. life that mm-hmm. he's, yeah. It's or the gifts or the, gifts the, that he gives the me, roles, the opportunities. The way he made us, yeah. yeah. I definitely yeah. didn't want to make it seem like we don't feel like, valued angry. by yeah. God because I definitely 100% do. I think it's more looking at how it's interpreted, how people use it, um, and just kind of how it's seen. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think maybe part two, if I can just say it this way, so this is almost a reminder. I think that parts of the conversation that we haven't had yet, and what happens? What happens when a man can't be trusted in the home? What happens when a man can't be trusted in the church? And what should happen there? You know, um, and I think, and I, and I, and I could tell you, I think that. Um, like I, I want to say this now and I want to say it in part two and part three and part 17 and all of it. If you are in a home and a man is, is exerting um, dictatorship in an unhealthy way and like I think about abuse, I think about um, in, any, in any of its forms, like there's a point where you got to get out. There's a point like is is divorce the picture of what God wants? No. Um, if 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 a husband abuses his wife, I want that wife out. I want that wife yesterday. I want the kids out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what I am not saying is in all forms. You know, like mm-hmm. you listen to the men around. Like no. Um, if I were living a life of secret sin, I I should quit. Or I should get fired, as a as a minister, um, and and here's the, and this is the tough thing as as a guy who's been looking to um, some of my heroes for the last twenty years as as ministry was kind of in the sights as a teenager as as maybe you know God calls me into ministry and then I'm learning from these pastors they're they're growing churches and growing ministry and all this fun and exciting stuff. Um, over the last 20 years, I have seen a lot of them fall to alcoholism, um, sexual affairs, abuse, um, dictatorship in their churches and in their homes. And it's heartbreaking because what I'm seeing is is all of these different men 
use their authority for selfish reasons. And what I, I just, I wholeheartedly reject it. I don't think God honors it. Yeah. I don't, that's why I say like, we have this and it's, and it's like, it's kind of the conversation we had with Megan last week, you know, like we've been given free will. So this awful stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't want men to ever have like this, like get out of jail free card because they, they have this while well, you're, you're in charge. That's, that's kind of where I land on that. I fully agree with everything you just said, mm-hmm. but this is the, since you brought up divorce, I know you're trying to wrap it up, but you brought it up and I don't want to forget this point. Yeah. Um, there's a point of view that I've heard that if divorce is definitely not the answer, because if you divorce that person, then they can do upon what they did to you to other people. And it's your fault. That's, that is the exact perspective that I've heard from somebody else. So I thought I'd just share that. I have questions about that. Yeah, and I think they, it's stupid. If you, if you divorce, if I divorce my wife. Mm-hmm. Because she did something wrong. Okay, so let's, let's just say, something wrong. let's say that my wife cheats on me. This is awful. She's not going to love this illustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife cheats on me. And, right. the, and play this out because I want to fully understand what you're saying. Right, and you divorce them. Okay. So your wife goes and gets another husband, does the same act. That's your fault because you divorced her in the first place. So That's let her stupid. Do it again. Exactly, but I just wanted to say that perspective. Well, whoever if whoever said that to you um, is listening, it's not stupid. I'm sure it's oh, great. It's, it's fine. No, I'm just no, I'm just trying not to be rude. Because <laughs> sometimes I say things out loud and I'm like, yeah, that was a little rude. Um, I don't. I just don't agree with it. I won't say it's. Stupid. I don't either. I just don't agree. I don't think it's the way God sees it either. And I that's I say that because I like what you said. I like that if there's something wrong, then you have the will. God gave you the will to get out of it. That's not what he his yeah. internal suffering is not the what he asked for. In the description. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, put a hotline in the description. Oh, put a hotline. Yeah, if you if you need to get out, you can call. It's a guy. Call Gina Boylan at no, one eight hundred Gina. But God. But so so let me let me bake that out for just a second. I I would hope that um, if okay, so if if someone is listening and they're in this situation and they're you know they're in a tough place and they don't know kind of like should I should I not. I would hope that person is walking in community with other believers. That's that's the beauty of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the beauty of like uh, someone going to like. And th- listen, I hope that the church go to is trustworthy and and is mm-hmm. is is reading the same Bible I'm reading and is submissive to Scripture and God and all of that and the Holy Spirit. Um, but I I would hope that someone would be able to speak truth over them. And uh, be able to say like, no, this is a good thing. Because the other thing is, some people are crazy. And they say, well, I want to divorce my blah 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 because, you know, well, they, you know, because the they, yeah, they, they, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't have a good I get, illustration. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Because um, there's always two sides to every story. But like, man, if it's if it's just blatant objective abuse, like we want you out, we want you safe. That's my perspective. Um, that's probably not every per- pastor's perspective. I've heard recently. In fact. I want to say someone at a pretty high up at a seminary was fired because it got found out that their perspective is basically like uh, women should stay in marriages where they're being abused because we don't have any sort of like I don't well, it does know. so I don't know what to do that divorce is not the answer right um, I mean that's but, a whole other like, yeah that's yeah. yeah this is yeah tough yeah. right so and that's the thing about 
if you're that's the reason I love these conversations. That's what I'll say. Um, because I know a lot of us, like, we see, like, these one-liners in Scripture. It's like, well, I don't, yes. I don't submit. Exactly, like exactly what you guys are, mm-hmm. you're coming to this with scriptural understanding and still bothered by the word submit. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I'm not knocking you for that. I'm saying, if you guys are bothered by that, how much more are people that are just reading it on, like, a Twitter, yeah. you know, like, like, and you're just like, well, that's crap. Like, I would Why never go to a church that? like that. And they write off a whole segment of society, including me, without having a conversation. And so that's where I think these conversations matter because we're able to explain kind of where we come from. And there's nuance to all of it. Like I said, if 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 you're being abused, like, I would never say, like, well, looks to me like First Corinthians says that divorce isn't. So <laughs> you probably should just... Live it you know, out. live it, live <laughs> it out, and <laughs> just be faithful. Just trust God. No one, no one that I know would say that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and so, there's lots of ways that there's nuance to way the way we believe all this. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, anyway, good conversation. There's going to be part two. Okay. Um, I'm with sure there's going to be with my wife. Um, there's going to be. Um, I, I'll just say it again. I, I'm hoping to hear from people who have different opinions on this because I would love, 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 love to hear, mm-hmm. um, to hear kind of the next step on this. So, um, guys, any any parting words, final thoughts? Thank you for listening this long. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so as this episode's coming out, it's like the end of 2019. We're getting wow. ready to step into 2020. Which I feel like was a very changing year. So yeah. I feel like this is a good, <laughs> yeah, sure. people keep saying society-wise, I feel yeah. like this is a good yeah. uh, thought to end on Yeah. and start. That's awesome. Well, we will, um, we're, we're act. I mean, we just started this podcast, but we're trying to figure out exactly what it looks like to keep it going and how often mm-hmm. we do it and, and when we take breaks. And because we're just kind of getting started, I, I don't think we're ready to take a break yet. So we're going to hit 2020 rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and Send so, in your questions. Yeah, for we real. We love them. At NRIC Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Spotify, <laughs> really? which I'm I'm learning. A lot of people prefer to listen to podcasts That's the on Spotify. Only thing I listen to it on. Yeah. Yeah. I listen to it on Apple. I'm a podcast a app kind of guy. Me too. Um, but a lot of people are listening on Spotify. So in all the ways better? that we can share this. I mean, I just don't use Apple Music. I've I have premium I on Spotify, Me so too. that's just what I use. I'm like Spotify for music. Mm-hmm. Podcast That's after podcast. Well, however you listen, yeah. just thanks for listening. The Bible says the, the way Bible you listen says- to podcasts is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. You All right. Well. Yeah. That's a good way to tune out. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.